it made me think about how annoyed I get with New Year's resolutioners in the gym mm-hmm. and crowd me up because I'm on a time crunch when I could be, you know, encouraging. And, you know, I, of course, I'm not going to go up and say, hey, man, I noticed that you're way out of shape, but you're in the gym today. So good for you and keep it up. You know, you don't want to do that probably, but there's little things that you can do. You know, I've, I've had some people who I just, I noticed they, they stuck out like a sore thumb in the gym. You know, they're one of those guys that are, you could just tell, you know, like they're way out of shape. They've probably never been to a gym. If they has been years, they, they look awkward. They don't know what they're doing some of the times. I start out just by saying hi. Yeah. You know, just, just to say hi, just to make myself friendly to them, especially um, just to make them feel more comfortable in the gym. And that way, if they do have any questions, then I don't look like I'm being intrusive by going up and saying, no, you need to do it this way. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, stop doing that. You're going to hurt yourself. Um, start out slow or whatever. Hey, hey, thank you for checking into this edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. Before we get started, I wanted to remind you all to check out truenutrition.com for all of your nutrition and supplement needs. I just picked up some tasty protein blends not too long ago, and you can too. When you finish shopping there on the website, you go to check out. Be sure to use the code CEPN for a 5% discount on your total order. Also, be ever so kind and subscribe to the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast wherever you stream your podcasts, including YouTube for video content and TikTok for those riveting clips so that you can keep the variety coming straight to your ear holes with the automaticity. Now for this episode, Colt and I host a cerebral chat that we titled New Year's Resolutions. During this episode, you'll hear us catch up on our gym routines, discuss alternative therapies such as cryotherapy, rant about New Year's resolutions and how most of those resolutions are empty and they don't work, right? And much more. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours warm again. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me, as always, is my good friend Colt. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, back in the studios again. Again. Two weeks in a row. This can't continue, right? There's no way. Something's going to have to get in the way, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, something. I'm not sure. Uh, this this momentum that we have, though, it, it might be unstoppable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just rolling down the hill. <laughs> yep. No, yeah, it, it's it's good to be in person again. I do like the Zoom thing. I know we talked about this not too long ago, but Zoom versus in person. Mm-hmm. When we talked about it, we talked about it while we were Zooming. Now we're in person. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it one more time. What do you like better, Zoom or in person? Probably in person. Yeah. Yeah, it's just more personable. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, it really is. Just it's, there's no possibility for delay. <laughs> I wouldn't know or, that far, but yeah. Well, okay. I hear point. what you're saying. Good point. Yeah, uh, I, I just, it's just easier. Yeah. I think you, you, the flow is just better, and people can see that when they watch. Yeah, yeah. By delay, you mean no lagging of the yeah. internet, which yeah. there is no possibility of that. But yeah, I mean, in person, the dynamic is still better. The flow is better mm-hmm. because we are right here, mm-hmm. like two feet away from each other. So have that you, helps. Speaking of that, though, have you wa- like any? Do you ever, okay, so like over the past year, two years, whatever, when lockdown kind of started and like bigger comedians and bigger celebrities who have podcasts and stuff like that started doing podcasts through Zoom and things like that, have you listened to some where they just didn't real like they put, they put, put out regardless, even though there was like bad internet connections or something like that to where you hear a lot of lag and stuff like that? I've heard like 
big name comedians podcasts that just sound god awful that yeah. I couldn't even get through. I haven't heard any. Like, why would you? Why? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It should still be about quality. You know what I'm saying? If I can't stand to listen to it because the quality is so bad, then you have a problem. Yeah. As do we. If if we put out something with bad quality, how can we? You really expect people to listen to it? You right. know. Mm-hmm. If it's got the crackling sounds, or if it's got the lag, and, and a little bit of lag's one thing. You know, if it happens every so often, I mean, that's going to happen, even with the best internet services and, mm-hmm. and the nicest weather and all that good stuff. But if it's constant, if it's consistent, and if it's if it's the the norm rather than the exception, then you've got a problem, man. I can't stick with that. I just can't do it. Right. I don't or, care who it is. Or at least go through and edit out everything that you can. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's just and I mean, we're also coming at it from a podcaster point of view too, of course. So uh, th- there's that. And I know that there is a big difference between when you're used to listening for quality and being just a regular podcast listener, I think. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, it's hard to remember for sure, but I still remember like hearing before we even started podcasting, I was a listener and I still remember hearing quality that I, I really couldn't hang with. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't take long to get to know the difference. It, the same with music, right? Yeah. If you listen to somebody who records music, but the production quality sucks, then chances are, I mean, you, you're like, that's probably a good song, but. The, the sound of it just isn't good or, or, you know, the distortion was overpowering the the vocals or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe not everybody has an ear for that, but I, I kind of feel like we always have. But it's definitely gotten more sensitive since we started recording ourselves because yeah. we became so in tune with you everything know, like, you know, the ums and whatnot. I'm sure there's a reason for it or maybe I'm just crazy, but a band that both of us really like, Chevelle. Don't you feel like the music overpowers powers vocals in most everything that they do? Mm, I don't. You don't think I, so? I don't feel like it. Really? Are you talking about just like in the volume or are you talking about the overall intensity of the music? Both. Versus really? Both. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I, ju- I just feel like like if I, if I hear a new song from them and I'm trying to like really trying to hear the lyrics or hear the words, it's hard for me to do that because the the music behind them is so okay overpowers their their voice okay and how do i fix that i try to turn it up which makes it worse because <laughs> i'm a moron <laughs> right now i do feel like it, it's it's kind of he's one of those people pete is one of those people that's kind of more difficult to understand the lyrics of a lot of his okay. lyrics it's under it's hard to understand a lot of the words of his lyrics yeah that's just kind of by the nature of the way he sings, I think. Mm -hmm. But really the, the band Chevelle, like he is like the man for that band. Yeah. You have that with bands, right? Like some, some of them, the guitar player is really a standout. Some of them, the drummer is really a standout. You know, a lot of them, the lead guy is the standout, but like he is Chevelle, right? If it weren't for him, then the band would just, you know, just be a band and not, you know, no disregard, no, no disrespect to the other guys. He's just the driving force. It's like breaking Benjamin, you Mm -hmm. know, something like that. So I I just feel like that he is the standout. So I don't feel like he's overpowered and I don't feel like he's like the volume is mismatched for him either. I feel like that it's the way it should be. But I think it is kind of hard to understand the lyrics. Well, so that's, that, what, that's what I would get from it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it's intentional the way they do things. Absolutely. I don't think it's like on accident, mm-hmm. but I, it's just, I don't know. I just feel a difference from that band versus other bands. 
some bands like that, I feel like they mix the voice just like another instrument as opposed to showcasing the voice itself. That makes sense. It's just mixed in as if it is just this, you know, on an even keel with all the other instruments. Yeah. In the band. Yeah. So that's, I, I feel like Chevelle's mixed that way. I'm, I'm positive it's on purpose because it's the way it's always been. Yeah. Which I they mean, I, I, guess, I guess it depends on what you really look for when you're listening to music also. Like, well, most musicians probably think that it's perfect because they want that like balance between the being able to hear, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, somebody who picks out like, okay, this is the bass, this is the drums, this is the, you know, uh, versus not just hearing the lead singer and that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so maybe that's, you know, a lot of musicians probably think it's, it's a perfect balance. I feel like also it's a better representation of what you're going to hear live too, because when That's you true. go to a concert, most of the time, the vocalist isn't as well. It's not as crisp, right? It's not as well defined as it is on the CD, whatever you're listening yeah. to, the audio, um, the digital, on your iPhone, whatever it is. Uh, it's not as crisp, and so therefore it suffers a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because the mix isn't nearly as good as what it is. It's, of course, it's not as as um, polished as what it is from the studio, but you don't hear it as well, mm-hmm. right? Nine times out of ten, maybe eight times out of ten, the the lyrics, the uh, the front man, the the singer, uh, is the weakest link in a live show. Because the band is so loud, yeah, and it's hard to get for the, the acoustics of the of the room that you're in. Sometimes it's a stadium, an auditorium. Sometimes it's outside. It's very difficult to mimic what you get in the studio. Mm-hmm. And so, the to me, it's always been the the singer that suffers the most in a live show. Yeah. And when you can hear someone that's really good live, it's usually because the singer really shines through. They they really sound good. And that's not just the singer though. That's the that's the entire crew, you know, the, yeah. the sound crew that's making that happen. And maybe they're at the uh, the whims of the acoustics of the atmosphere, whether it's outside or an auditorium or whatever. Even sometimes a small room can be hard because there's so much bounce off of the walls mm-hmm. that it, it's difficult to engineer the sound in different kinds of rooms like that. And so You know, I don't think I don't think like crew guys get enough credit for all of that either because you know you go to a concert and say there's four main bands that you that are there that you're ready you're pumped to listen to everybody hates the in between right like the when you have one band who just played they're breaking down and then you have to bring in another band hook all their get all their stuff ready to go and all that mm. like the fact that they can do it in such a short amount of time as they do it may be 15 or 20 minutes in between bands but 20 minutes to like get a band going from scratch basically is pretty impressive. Yeah. I think they have a lot of presets and things nowadays, you know, they, they they do, but they do a lot of work before the show even starts though. Yeah. And then they got to keep it going too. But for a lot of your smaller venues and a lot of your smaller, uh, just smaller time uh, bands or whatever, uh, you're exactly right. They have to switch back and, you know, back to, whatever it was that the the levels that they had tested out previously, I, I assume they do Yeah, that um, for most bands, if not all. Well, you just have to think um, that every band's going to be different too. Like yeah. if you go to a, to a point fest or something like that, you may have 
all of the stuff set up for four different bands already on the stage. And then like as one band gets done, you break their stuff down, then you mm-hmm. go on to the next thing that's on there. But you go to a small venue or something like that, it's like, no, we're breaking down everything right. that the last band had and we're going to build from ground up mm-hmm. for the next band and we need to do this in about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's A lot goes into it. It's crazy. You know, and even the amount like... It sounds different when there's a, a room full of bodies in there too. Yeah. Than it does if, if the room is empty, and so they have to adjust accordingly when the when the crowd's there as well. Yeah. So it, it's it's awesome. It's interesting, but it's also when things go south, you don't want to be the guy behind the board because everybody's turning around like this looking. Uh-huh. Look at the guy if you know you know if you know that. If you have an understanding that they're back there working, trying to make the sound just right, and something goes wrong, you look, you know, look back there. It's like, come on, dude, what are you doing back there? May or may not be that person's fault, even. You know, and it, things it, happen. It always makes me like cringe a little bit whenever, uh, say, the boards uh, across the room or something like that, right? And then it's like for the first three songs, you see random guys in the band just making these motions up, mm-hmm. you know, pointing up or something like that. Like I need my volume. I can't hear anything, mm-hmm. you know, and I've seen, I've seen smaller bands that maybe get to play four songs before the next band comes on. And right. the majority of all of that was you could, you know, the mic sounded terrible and, and things like that just because they couldn't get it figured out before they, they yeah. went on. And at that point I would rather just not go on. Like if you're going to, if I'm going to sound like crap up here, why would I want, especially if it's new people in the crowd that have never seen me play before, why would I want this to be their first, you know, sounding like that? Why would I want that to be the first time they heard me? Mm-hmm. So There's a lot of things that can go wrong. Usually when they're pointing up like this, it's because they can't hear themselves in the monitor. Yeah. So it, that also like stifles your confidence mm-hmm. because if you can't hear yourself, I mean, it just, you, you hope you're doing the right thing and, and in the right time with everybody. And even though you practiced a bunch, you still want to be able to hear that. So any little thing can throw you off like that. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you can hear yourself, but the people out in the, in the, in the crowd can't hear you. Right. Because it's, it's a different, uh, a different speaker that you're coming through there, monitor mm-hmm. versus the, the PA system. So it's a lot. It's nerve wracking. Yeah. But, you know, when you go to see a good show, man, it's all worth it. Absolutely. To hear, to hear it come across well. It's a difficult task, though. Um, how's the gym going, Matt? Early. Yeah. <laughs> the gym is going early. The gym is going early. It's been. It's, it's not been too bad. I mean, it's it's really... I get up about an hour and a half earlier than I normally would. So if I got to be at work at 6, normally up by 3.30, uh, leave the house by about 4-ish, get to the gym about 4.15, 4.30, somewhere around there. Give myself about ten to fifteen minutes for cardio, and then uh, lift for, I mean, somewhere around forty-five minutes. Somewhere that math might not have added up really, but yeah, in my head it did. Close enough. Uh, good thing about going early, not many people there. Yes, and the people that are there, I know, like our good friend Jeff Huck. Mm-hmm. He's there at, uh, around five o'clock every morning. Uh, so if you know if there is anybody there that I if I feel like talking to anyone at Five o'clock in the morning. I, do I would have a, not. I do have a few people that I can talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, just I mean, it's going well. How many times are you going per week? Right now, about three to four. I'm trying for four. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very easy to be get to like eight o'clock at night and you're not in bed yet, and you're thinking I'm gonna go ahead and skip in the morning. Yeah. 
I'm trying my hardest to stay away from doing that. Um, but it, with a newborn, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing what I can. But for the past like three weeks, I've I've been at least three times in the week. So good, doing all right. Yeah, so far, good. still getting in the cardio, and that kind of stuff. Getting my diet back on track and all that. So I'm uh, about see three about eight pounds away from my goal. Um, as and that's not going that's not going down in weight. That's going up in weight. Right. Trying to hit two fifteen mm-hmm. just because I want to see. I want to get to two fifteen. I want to hold there. And see what I look like if I actually have my diet on point and lifting it how I need to three to four days a week and things mm-hmm. like that. So good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see what uh, how things are gonna progress from here. Because then the part the part is you get to two fifteen. It's I got I'm gonna have to come back down. That's where fun comes in. Mm. So we'll see how that see how all that goes. I gotta I still gotta be look pretty good for beach season, right? Absolutely. And that's gonna be here faster than I think. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But all the peanut butter fudge is done now. You know, all the holiday cookies are gone and all that kind of stuff. So it makes it a lot easier. It does. Which I've never been really a sweet guy that much. I mean, I love it, but I still don't, you know, it's just, it's just like soda. It's just like a not something that I reach for Mm -hmm. constantly all the time. Yeah. If somebody says, Hey, I have donuts. Do you want one? Sometimes I'll be like, I mean, a jelly donut sounds phenomenal, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's like, eh, no, no, thanks. I'm good. I don't really need it. Yeah, I can, you know, for the most part, I can just stay away from sweets. It's like, it's not something that I I really like sit around and think, man, I wish I had something sweet to eat. Mm -hmm. But if they're around, if I start, let me put it that way, because I can even look at something and be like, you know, that looks good, but I don't don't really want it. It's it's not even really a a struggle for me most of the time. It's just there. I I see it. I just don't have this overwhelming urge. Mm -hmm. But when I start, if I if I take a bite, if I if I go at it, then that's when I start going to town. It's yeah. like crack. Yeah. It's like smoking crack. Yeah. It's like once you start, you know, you just you know what I mean. With smoking well, crack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just we, it's weird that it's not like when, when you're hungry, you. It's weird that we crave certain things. I think right. Like if I look at my pantry and I'm craving something sweet, I can look at that versus something healthier. Mm-hmm. And my mind says sweet sounds a lot better. Yes. And then you want to gravitate towards that. And even to where the fact that if you actually pick the healthier thing, when you're eating it, you're like, this is not sweet. (laughs) I wish this was sweet. It's not. However, in the end, your body's going to be the same. It's going to be full, right? Like you're, you're, you're going for a common goal. A goal is to be full. If you're Mm -hmm. hungry, it is to be full. But do you use the jo- the donut to get you there, or do you use you know the chicken breast to get you there, or whatever? So the crazy part about this is is that this is all the brain in action, right? Mm-hmm. And it's compartmentalized because you have part of your brain that's saying, "I want the dopamine rush of that sugar," you know that that's that's the reward that I want mm-hmm. is that sugar rush, that feeling I get when I bite into that donut, and it, it tastes so good, and, and that just you can feel the sugar coursing through my veins mm-hmm. like a drug, versus a part of the brain which is saying, "No, I have goals to reach, and that is my reward." Is mm-hmm. that intrinsic feeling of satisfaction and achievement, knowing that I reached my goals of getting to 215 pounds and looking good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of you, of course, because I have surpassed 215 <laughs> pounds. I'll get to that in a minute. But it's, <laughs> but it's the same brain uh-huh. inside your head that's 
fighting the same battle because it almost sounds like two different entities, right? Mm-hmm. Almost like two different people, but it's not. It's the same brain. Mm-hmm. Part of your brain wants that, you know, that reward from the sweets. Mm-hmm. And the other part of your brain is struggling to say, no, that's not what we're here to do, man. We're here to uh, to reach that goal of looking fit and, and, and you know, feeling better overall versus yeah. that immediate gratification that, that the other part of the brain is, is, is seeking to get. So it's, it's brain versus brain. It's crazy. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day, too. Like, who we follow on social media, I think, affects more than we think, like, as far as, like, what we... So, like... I was thinking about this because I follow The Rock, of course, on social media, right? Well, like on Instagram, it seems like uh, all the time he posts like a picture of a glass of Terramana tequila and it shows a cheat meal, right? Uh, he could post something, he could post like 10, 10, 10 things a day. And if I'm, if the only thing that I see in the week is like his cheat meals, it's going to look like he is just cheating all the time. Like he's eating waffles and donuts and cookies all the time. Mm. But that is like one of the most dedicated uh, people and motivational people in the world. And like, that's probably only a once a week thing. But if you're not like really in tuned and paying attention, you may think, well, if the rock can do it and look like that, I can do that. I can eat waffles. I can eat cookies and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not really how it works. But I was thinking about that the other day when I seen his post, cause I had, think I'd only seen maybe two or three posts that week. And I was thinking, man, it seems like he talks about cheat meals all the time, but it's really probably one day a week that he may post something about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I just think maybe people don't. It's important to like who you follow to to know how to follow them, if that makes any sense. I think so. Yeah. Hopefully you're following people for a reason. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if there's some some purpose behind it. If you're intentional about who you're following and why, then you're going to follow them more intently, mm-hmm. right? As, as opposed to just every once in a while they pop up and you see the waffles and donuts. You're like, well, how does a rock do that, man? He's got some crazy, crazy good genetics mm-hmm. because he eats all those donuts and, and tequila and he looks like he does and, and, and works like he does, you know, with the kind of stamina that he has. Obviously, you know that you follow him intently. It's not the case because when you do follow someone, you want to know more, more about them. Mm-hmm. Like if The Rock is very interesting to follow around because he, he leads a very interesting life, mm-hmm. very charmed life, but he, he works hard. You know, he's just not somebody who fell into it and then just has everything handed to him. Mm-hmm. He's Everything that he does has got a lot of value to it, but it's he, it looks like he really, really works hard at it, so... There's something to be said for that, mm-hmm. as opposed to following some Yahoo, you know, who, who knows, you know, uh, hard to even narrow anything down from all the craziness that you could follow out there. But The Rock's a good one, and uh, his his routines are good. You know, his his diet is good. Everything is is that he does has got a lot of value to it. So, what else have you taken into your routine that is helping you right now? Anything new? that you'd like to share with the crowd? Uh, the biggest thing is probably just like cutting back on like stimulants and stuff like that pre-workout, even though it's in the morning and you would think, well, he's in there, you know, four o'clock in the morning, maybe mm-hmm. he, he, he would think I'd be drinking more. I'd be taking more pre-workouts and things like that. Right. Trying not to, uh, it just, cra- it crashes me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sometimes it's hard to walk out the door knowing I have pre-workout sitting on my shelf that I could be like, you know, yeah, maybe if I, it could give me that little extra oomph I need, but 
most of the time when I get in the gym, if I'm in there for 10 or 15 minutes, if I get on the treadmill or the stair stepper for a little bit, I'm, I'm kind of as about as ready to go as I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just trying to cut down on caffeine. Uh, I mean, I'll still drink some coffee here and there. Uh, and I'm actually trying to put coffee in the place of pre-workout for the most part in the morning, maybe drink like a cup of coffee before I go to the gym mm-hmm. or after I go to the gym, like when I get to work, maybe take maybe down a cup of coffee or something. But I don't know. I, I just think it's not, it's not as needed as it people think it is, you know, a core, it's good. It's cool energy. You know, it's just good to get that energy. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point you just get like the tingly, feeling when you get in there and that's about it like the you know you're you're not on, like really on fire anymore like you used to be or uh you know it, it um there's a meme out there that talks about energy drinks and it's uh, it, it talks about how it sucks when like you're just so used to drinking energy drinks that at a certain point your heart rate raises but nothing else happens mm-hmm. so it's like you can just feel your heart beating faster but you don't have any more energy. You're still dying. <laughs> like you're still, you still need energy, but you're, yeah. you know. Now you're just tired with a rapid heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I See, I'm a big coffee drinker. That's, mm-hmm. that's no secret. So I love coffee. I'll always have coffee. But when it comes to, to pre-workout for me, it's it's more of a, I save it for sometimes when like, it's, it's almost like a treat. Mm-hmm. Most like a treat when I know I'm going to work a particular body uh, muscle group, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, drink this and then go and go to town in there today and get that like super, that super big pump and get full of energy and and just really, really rip through it. And I still enjoy that quite a bit, mm-hmm. you know. But caffeine, you know, it, it you're going to build a tolerance to it, mm-hmm. and obviously pre workouts, no, no exception. Yeah. If you do it every day, you'll have to drink more and more, and eventually it's just going to be like that energy drink where it's not really providing you with any value. Yeah. It's just become a part of your habit, part of your routine. And overall, it might even, you know, time will tell if it's even an unhealthy routine when you do it every day, day after day after day. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, w- I will probably never stop drinking coffee unless, like, there is something medically contraindicated about me continuing to drink coffee. Like it's going to take something major. Yeah. But I have cut down. You yeah. Know, I've cut down from well over a pot, probably a pot and a half, sometimes two pots a day, just down to, you know, I, I fill up my Yeti, however many ounces that, probably 20 ounces of, of coffee per day. It's not even a, not even a full pot. And I, I drink that from the morning sometime into you know, around noon. Yeah. And then typically I stop, which is a, a reduction for me. And I think that it's, I think it's better, you know, even though after a while drinking coffee is just drinking coffee. It's yeah. not really, it's not picking me up usually the entire time I'm drinking it. I right. just really enjoy it. But, yeah. you know, I well, don't think it would hurt to cut down a little bit. I don't bit. remember the brand now, but I ordered some new coffee that's got, uh, it could all be branding. I don't know, but I bought it anyways. It's, it's supposed to have nootropics in it. And some other good things, but like the brand has several different kinds. Like one is like for women. That's like a beauty. It's called beauty coffee or something like that. I think it's got like collagen and stuff like that for hair, skin and nails. It's got, they got a keto coffee that's got MCT oil and some extra things in it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll never know what's actually in it. The, The supplement industry has got me so torn between everything you know mm-hmm. something has a really cool label and you're like oh that's got to be awesome but then the label says it's a uh what's the word 
they don't tell you what all the ingredients are. It's like a blend. Proprietary a blend. proprietary blend. Yeah, yeah. I, try, I try to stay away from those as much as possible because you have no idea. Well, some labels do give you the ingredients within a proprietary blend, though. Well, see, now like that, they'll, that's they'll okay. They'll say that, and yeah. then they'll give you the no, if the that, actual ingredients within that blend. So that, that's pretty good still. But if they just say proprietary blend, and that's it, yeah, I agree. It's right. like, eh, you got to yeah. know what's in that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's in... It's just everything. We've talked about it over and over again, but like proteins and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. some even of your big name companies have gotten in trouble for amino and uh, carb spiking uh, proteins and things like that to where what the bo- the label says isn't actually what's in that, but right. they fill it with cheaper stuff so they can make a profit off of it, even though it's not exactly the amount of protein they say that's in there or something like that. Yeah. You know, and I, but I think that, the supplement industry has gotten me thinking that way towards everything. So I don't know what's in this freaking coffee that I bought. It may just be Folgers. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds good though. Yeah. You, you said the magic word coffee. Yeah. So I'm hooked. If I, if I get some extra focus out of it, even if it's a placebo effect, at right. least it, it worked. So yeah. whatever. I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with coffee anyway. Coffee in and of itself is good. It, it's almost like a nootropic anyway for me. Mm-hmm. Like, especially just there's peak times when I drink coffee where, I am just like a Jedi. I'm just, I'm tuned in, man. And it's, it's that, when that caffeine hits just right, it's beautiful. And nothing does that for me like coffee. Nothing. I can drink energy drinks. I can drink tea, whatever has caffeine. Uh, pre-workout, it doesn't matter. There's nothing for me like coffee. There's something magical and special about coffee. I'm just going to lay it out there right now. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful bean. It's a magic bean. Yeah. And uh, it takes me places. I, I just love it. It, it somehow creates a kind of focus in me at, at the right time where the world just seems to, the universe just coalesces and seems to be working just right. But Well, yeah. where, where energy drinks have gotten a downfall for me is like, I can say I drink a cup of coffee in the morning, then I go to the gym. And then uh, I get to work and I've been there for an hour, let's say, and I haven't had much water, but I'm like, dr- I'm dreading the day like I'm, I'm i need some energy so i go get me a monster 300 milligrams of caffeine i mm. come in and you know i sip on it for a little while thinking well, i don't want to get like crazy just sip on it for a while and then all of a sudden i'm halfway through the day and i realize i haven't had any water like i barely had any water all day long i drink i have a, a cup of water or i mean a, a shaker cup full of water while i'm in the gym yeah but that's early in the morning and then i get halfway through the day and i'm like dude i haven't had much water today i need to I need to flip the script here and I need to start downing water. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't just waste the monster. So then I down the rest of the monster as fast as possible so I can switch over to water. And then it's like I'm I'm spazzing for about 15 minutes and then I start crashing. Mm. So now I'm just like, I need to just replace it with water. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I don't, I just feel like, co- I feel like coffee's a healthier source. It is. It is. Yeah. Coffee has other you know, benefits as well. You know, coffee has a, a certain amount of antioxidants in it, you know, for instance. And it's good. It's natural. It's a bean, right? Mm-hmm. So it's ground up. I even recommend grinding your own beans, dude. Like if you want a good cup of coffee, mm-hmm. I have a little grinder at the house and you buy some some good whole beans and you grind it up and you put that in your in your coffee maker and you brew it. It's the freshest tasting coffee that you'll ever drink mm-hmm. is when you do that. Because yeah. it's just, it, once again, it's a magical bean. 
So and it's, and that is it's just a bean that comes from the earth and you grind it and you, and you and you ground it whatever you ground it grind it whatever a lot of G's. and then you drink it right <laughs> and you drink it whereas you know your energy drinks even when they add you know some of the other stuff in there that's around the top of the the can yeah mm-hmm. you know it, it's not natural and they have to sweeten it and I drink my coffee black as black as the night itself yeah I don't add anything no sweeteners no sugars no creamers nothing. Just as God intended it, just black in a cup, and I love it. And it's it's just natural. Like I said, there's something healthy about it, as long as you're not overdoing the caffeine, because you can dehydrate yourself. Of course, that's not good for your organs. And you can kind of drive yourself batty, too, with just caffeine. You know, I've, I've gotten to where I've drank too much, and it, it caused me some, some mental problems for a day or two. Mm-hmm. It's like things are echoing in my head and, and my I, like fogginess almost. And yeah. Everything is fuzzy. And I know that's not healthy. So you got to watch out for that. But otherwise, man, coffee is where it's at. But I see, I get that foggy if I don't have it, like have a little bit of caffeine throughout the day too. Right. So I like, I got to find the middle ground mm-hmm. mo- most days. Yeah. You know, and I, and I notice that, like I notice when, even when you're just like standing talking to somebody and you can just tell like you're easily zoning out mm-hmm. or, you know, your brain is just foggy like you're not on high alert and i feel like most adults aren't on like high alert all the time yeah or or very often even you know like i feel like my head's foggy more than it's not yeah and i don't know if maybe i just need to try to really hone in on what i need and how much i need of it each day to keep me in that zone all day long Mm -hmm. i don't know i know what the key is Uh now having said that i have no idea how to achieve the optimal like positioning to use this key but okay. but the key is it's consistency man it is when you and i've noticed myself saying it a lot more it's so funny i started saying it as a joke sounding like joe rogan and now i'm catching myself saying man a lot anyway um I, i've noticed that when like for instance i can get a good night's sleep i wake up the next day i drink just maybe even half of my yeti full of coffee right mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm just good man it's, it's i'm on a good flow i've got a good you know, just a, I'm on a good wave. Mm-hmm. And so I just stop. But then the day goes on, I get home, something happens, and I don't get to go to bed at my usual time, which my usual time, unfortunately, is a window of time. And sometimes I, I can't make it in that window. And when I do, I, I'm up too late. Then I'm really tired the next day. And so I'm going through that Yeti of coffee. I'm still feeling sluggish and things are off, right? And that inconsistency has got me on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. If I could stay consistent with the same bedtime, and a lot of people preach this, right? Same bedtime, same wake-up time. And when you can do that, then you can regulate everything else in your day to coincide with what you need in order to you know, achieve that optimal level of performance during that day. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get that consistency in your bed, in your sleep routine, you don't, you don't get to standardize what the ingredients of the, of your day every day, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so you got to mix it up just to supplement, you know, just to make up for uh, lack of sleep. Right. Sometimes, you know, maybe too much sleep if that's a thing. Right. Um, well, it, it, take, it takes a long time just to figure out the sleep thing too, right? Because, I mean, there are people out there that legitimately four hours of sleep a night is all they need. I to, hate them. To, <laughs> I hate every one of them. <laughs> to completely function fine. Like, that's what, that's all they need. And there are some people who need eight hours. Yeah. I... I don't really know where I'm at, to be honest. And the reason why is because I'm incons- I'm inconsistent for sure. Uh, but sometimes I can get six hours of sleep and be perfectly fine the next day. Sometimes I get six hours of sleep and I'm dead. And yeah. I, I, you know, so I don't really know without for sure getting like, 
like if I could get a week of just six hours of sleep, I maybe be able to figure out exactly if that's enough or not. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm just inconsistent. I know enough to know that seven hours of sleep for me is, is optimal. Yeah. It, it's, it's just perfect, but I can't just get seven hours of sleep. Yeah. You know, for one thing, I have kids and, and that doesn't make things easy. But another thing is I have a pretty wicked sleep disorder, right? I just, I can't stay asleep. My mind doesn't shut off and just a lot of issues. And I know I need to probably continue to try and tweak on those issues a bit. And I have, you know, even I've started more, which I, I, I've had a good routine before in the past, gotten away from it. You know, it's a, it's a flip flop roller coaster, unfortunately. And having kids, having young kids doesn't help because I've never been able to really get them on a good routine because my son has a sleep disorder as well, except his is even much worse than mine. Yeah. You know, his, his daily cycle is just crazy. Um, but I, but I know it. I mean, I can see it. It's like, I can see consistency being the thing that will fix it, mm-hmm. but it's just out of my reach. It feels like, yeah. you know, but however you can make sure that you are as consistent as possible based off of the lifestyle that you have. And if you can correct anything, if you can, achieve a, a, a more well-rounded, you know, homeostasis within your life and get that routine, get those, those solid um, components, those ingredients for your day uh, based off of your consistent sleep routine. And I think that you're going to be able to live more optimally within that, that, you know, that level of focus that you say that you don't see in most grown up people because we're all tired and worn out and work too hard and paid too less. And, you know, that all those do, definitely play a factor but you know we, we talked about before like diet um how if you're going to diet if you're not someone who is good with diets the best way is not to just f- engulf yourself in it you know the best way is to add something here or take something away here and there for a little while get that routine set then go to the next thing eliminate this or add this or whatever see how things work i think we're, it's the same kind of situation like figure out you know, add add an hour more of sleep if possible every night, and just for a while, and see if that's see if that's what it is. Yeah. Or in other cases, if you're somebody who is extremely busy, you know, try to go from seven hours to six hours of sleep and see if you function. Some people may function higher. Yeah. With a little less sleep, you know, just find small things, try to add or take away something in your life, see how that works for you consistently. And then, you know, then go to the next thing, then go to the next thing. Don't just like flip your life over. Yeah. Because then you're just, you're going to run yourself into the ground. And you're not going to know what really works or not. Yeah. Because if you, if you completely change everything around, say you've got 10 components all together that you, that you change in an effort to try to, to like be more consistent and perform at that higher level of focus, you might have flipped over like, you know, several things that worked, but there might be two or three things that still aren't working the greatest that, you know, you don't know if you're still really to your optimal level. Right. Or maybe nothing, maybe it didn't work, but there were some things that changed that were actually good, but, you know, components A, B, and C are still the ones that are really keeping you down, but you don't know which are which, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it needs to be, you need to have a scientific method to it and, and change a little bit at a time. You know, like with, with sleep, I already know that some of the things I've got to do. And I'm working on them. I'm working on them. You, you, you know, I think it does pay to cut the blue light out, which is any of your screens, your your TVs, your phones, whatever. I think cutting that out sooner is going to help you to get to sleep better. Um, reading before you go to bed, I think, is another thing. Um, you know, certain you know, drinking a tea. You know, I, I have some herbal teas that I've 
been drinking and uh, some detox detoxifying yeah teas and um, trying some different things out and seeing how they work. But I've been doing this one step at a time. You know, I've been reading before I go to bed now again, which I've always loved to do that mm-hmm. uh, because reading makes me sleepy. And so I'll be reading something during the day and I'll be nodding off. I'm like, you know, why don't I do this right before I go to bed? Right. right? That would be helpful. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just these different components that you start using a little bit at a time. That way you can see what works and what doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. And if if something doesn't work, then you move on to the next thing. If it does work, keep doing it. Go for that consistency and then see if you need something else to supplement it and just until you get to that optimal level. Right. And then there are times where one thing may help another thing too, like caffeine. You know, if you're taking in caffeine at six o'clock at night, every night, and you're not sleeping well, well, okay, it, let's uh, move that back to four o'clock. Yeah. Don't t- don't have a cup of coffee after four o'clock mm-hmm. and see if you get an extra hour of sleep or something like that. Like, I think that if you start adding or taking away like one small thing, it could affect another thing and you may see advancement somewhere else by taking something away. Yeah. So I think another good thing about the, the approach that we're talking about as well is the fact that you do gain momentum. When something starts to work, you really start to gain momentum from that. So for instance, if I, if I really notice that reading some of one of the books, that the you know, several books that I'm like kind of in the middle of right now, uh, when I'm reading that and I notice I'm getting a little bit better sleep, you know, but it, maybe it's not quite enough, but it's, but I'm starting to feel better. So it makes me want to do more to feel better because I got that, yeah, I got that taste mm-hmm. of what it feels like to, of what it feels like to get a little bit more rest. And mm-hmm. when you're not well rested and you get that little bit of rest, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to grow on that, you know, that goes for anything, working out, um, reading just for the sake of reading, not just for rest, but to actually expand your brain and exp- expand your knowledge base. You know, it's just it, to get that momentum can be helpful because it gets the ball rolling. Right. You know, it gets it's at some point in time, it's like you're rolling downhill. Now you really got some some speed, and you want to keep that going. But uh, one of the things that I'm doing in the gym is, um, well, I'm eating a lot before I get to the gym all, all around. I am I am at my highest weight. Last time I weighed in, it was right at 223, and uh, but I'm in the gym four to five days per week, you know, and, and so I'm getting bigger too, but I'm also a little fat, you know, a little fatter than <laughs> a little fatter than what I want, uh-huh. um, which it's okay, you know. I like you said, it's time. The sweet season has passed. The fudge is almost gone for me, you know. It's it's relatively gone. Um, everything, and I can feel the change, you know, in the in the winds of my diet. It's time I get to a point to where I get burnt out on sweets anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like I really enjoy them, but then there's a time where it's like, you know what, I don't even really care for it right now anymore. And so I, it it works out well because I get kind of a respite. And during that break, uh, it, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. True. And so later down the road, when I eat a sweet again, it's like really good. It's like the treat it's supposed to be, right. as opposed to the norm mm-hmm. that that when I'm eating it all the time. And it seems to happen to me every holiday season, and this one is definitely no exception. But I've really been eating just a lot of food in general. I'm also taking a lot of protein right now. You know, I'm, I'm on a good protein regimen. Uh, nothing like excessive, but just back to where when I am on my my full workout routine, like when I'm going full time, that's where I'm at right now, and with the food intake that I have right now. So it's a lot. So I weigh a lot right now. Yeah. Um, but I'm just really focusing on 
staying in the gym and and just getting a, getting a good pump, getting a good workout. Uh, with you know, since you and I had split again, we worked out together there for a good long time. Now I'm by myself again, so I'm not pushing the really heavy weights again, like you know you and I were there for a while. I'm back to higher reps, a little bit lower weight. Plus, I'm still you know about my elbow issue that I've had. It's better. But now my shoulder issue, my left side's back. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so I'm not trying to exacerbate anything any further, trying to keep things, you know, because I don't want to stop. I feel like I'm in a good spot. I got momentum. Um, so I don't want to push things too hard. Mm-hmm. But I am growing, you know, um, as well as, you know, outward in this region. Is, <laughs> my belly region, too, is growing <laughs> outward. But not to a point to where I, I'm working hard, so I don't feel like it's going to be like once I really tune in and get my diet where it needs to be, and I actually try to start cutting a little bit, I feel like I'm going to be okay. I I mean I watched you like over the past two years, uh, like it does. It's not really that hard for you to cut down if you're if you're on a strict and consistent diet and your cardio is on point. It doesn't take. Now the older you get, that's going to get harder. Yeah. But I've seen you drop pounds pretty easily. I've seen you getting pretty dang slim for uh, at probably what middle of last year, like summer of last year, mainly because you knew you were going to Florida and yeah. you wanted to look good before you went to Florida. But but I watched you do it, and it was it, it's not that it's not that difficult for you to do it. You have once you get in the mindset, you stay there pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I other other than that, I'm not doing anything different. Um, taking my vitamins, you know, I, I take a, a whole food multi, I take a vitamin D, I take a vitamin C, um, and then I take a fish oil and that's, and, and then sometimes I do a pre-workout, take my, I've been taking my protein a lot, I've been taking those and I've, uh, just really, uh, been eating a lot of food and that's been my, my work. And I felt good for the most part. Another thing that I've done is, uh, did my first visit at the health bar in Deloge. Okay. So have, have we talked about the health bar yet? That's one over by the new Anytime Fitness, right? Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. So just the other day, I was going just to scope it out. And so I just booked for a, a half hour in the infrared sauna, which I like. Very nice little sauna, dry mm-hmm. sauna. And they have Netflix in there. So well, watch a little cool. 9-11 documentary while I was sweating. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. But, <laughs> but then uh, I'm really interested in the cryotherapy. Mm-hmm. They have a, a cryo chamber there. And I got to watch, actually, you know, Al Kinnon was there with his okay. wife. Okay. I think it's his wife, his, his lady. And uh, he was talking to me about the cryo, and he, he does it every day. Um, he swears to it, says that he would get cortisone shots, I think, in both of his elbows and one of his shoulders or vice versa, something like that, like every other week or something. And he hasn't had to do it in two years because of cryo. That's awesome. Um, so I'm going to go see next Saturday. I'm going to go, and I'll, I will report back with you how it goes. I'm excited. Uh-huh. And um, after after one, she said, try it out. As far as the frequency goes, you don't really know. Everybody's different, of course. Everybody has different needs different levels of activity, but I'm going to go and see how one does me and uh, see how often I might need it and see if I don't want to make a routine out of it. Any idea know? what the price range is on that? Yeah, like it's different depending on your frequency. Um, one time is 35 bucks, you know, just for, it's a two it's a two to three minute session, right? Because right. it's so cold. Yeah. Like you don't want to be in there any more than that. Yeah, it's like, for anybody who doesn't know what cryotherapy is, it's like you get in a big tank and it gets down to what negative... 
what the what it goes down to I, it's it's very cold very cold i'm not sure i don't even want to say but yeah, I, you, I remember it was it was severely cold yeah you literally can't stay in there longer right than like two minutes because yeah. of like frostbite and yeah. stuff like that yeah it can, it can be really bad but it's supposed to be extraordinary for inflammation and mm-hmm. things like that if i if i could like i i'm I'm pretty, two things that I'm pretty consistent with is chiropractic appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been getting deep tissue muscle massages, which you know, you know, I've been doing that too. Yeah. I think cryotherapy could be another good, if I, if I could add cryotherapy in and then every once in a while throw in like a float tank, mm-hmm. I think my life might be complete. <laughs> yeah. I know. They, they should add a float tank there. They've got a lot of things going on there. They have the uh-huh. cryo and the, the infrared and, uh, was it Norman Tech or something like that? Or that you put the, those compression things on, and it's supposed to help with your circulation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have a couple more things there, but yeah, the, the the cryotherapy. I'm very interested to see how that does, not just from my my uh, shoulder over here and my elbow over here on the right, but also my back. You know, I have the chronic back issue, lower back, and I'm gonna also see how it goes and refer my little sister to it as well if it's if it's good. I don't know if it's if it's going to be the same thing. I'm not sure, but sh- the the lady there at the at the health bar seemed to think that it would that'd be useful for the lower back issues. I think it probably is going to depend on what your issue is, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to so, trying it, man. So this is my dumb brain talking about it, but like it seems like. Cause doesn't she have like a disc issue? Isn't it like a disc pushing on? Like, is it a as far as a I disc know, as, pushing on something? As far as I know, yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, so like I could see how cryotherapy could help with like the inflammation aspect of it. Right. Like any like maybe a pain, it could help pain for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like helping fix the issue if it's a bone on bone situation. That's you know, sure. cold isn't going to fix that, but yeah. it could it could definitely help with the pain. I could imagine if there's inflammation, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the cryo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does a lot of things. I think it helps with your circulation, things like that. It was funny. Al was really explaining a lot to me. He he gets really excited about it. He loves it. Like I said, he's there every day because you can get like you can buy they have a membership for one thing but you can get like one to three months worth and it's just like 300 bucks so you can go as much as you want well that's cool yeah so you know if you're gonna go every day that'd be the way to do it yeah but he was just talking about how you know it, it's almost like all the blood goes to your your vital organs just like it would if you were out in the arctic and freezing that's why you get frostbite on your your uh, like your fingertips and your toes and things like that because there's no blood flow there and then when you get back out, and his lady was saying the same thing, she loves the first five minutes after you get back out because you feel like the blood just rushing through your body again to all, to all your extremities. And he was saying about how that just feels like it just blasts the lactic acid out of you know the places where it is you know uh, piling up, which is causing inflammation. And he says it just kind of blasts through your body and it feels so good. So I'm looking forward to it, man. You know, and. and I've got, I know I have a lot of inflammation. I, I can feel the inflammation in my body. Yeah. And I really don't take enough steps to counter that. You know, I did start soaking the elbow in the ice, the bowl of ice, and that helped a lot. So I could just imagine how getting that cold all over my body, mm-hmm. if it doesn't put me in a complete shock and I die. <laughs> yeah. As long as I don't die, I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be good. Man, I don't know if I'd like it then. Like the, the feeling, because you know how like if you sit on the toilet too long and your legs go to sleep and then... Yeah. You feel I I don't like that feeling like the blood getting back into my toes and my feet and stuff. Uh-huh. If I had if that was like in my whole body, my hands and my feet and everything, just feel yeah. like I oh, I don't know I don't know if I like it or not. I'll report back to you. I'm okay. gonna do it Saturday morning. Okay, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll be happy to be happy to talk about it again on the mic too. Let everybody know if you haven't done cryo yet. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture out there. I'm gonna be the uh, the the uh, 
pioneer. Not really. I mean, a lot of people do it, but yeah, just for the show's sake, for you and I, for you and yours and my sake, I'll be the the guy that steps out and does it first. Yeah. Uh, something else is while we're on the subject. Every year, when it comes to like New Year's resolutioners and stuff, I'm not I'm not downing New Year's resolutioners. We've had I think every year we talk about New Year's resolutioners just because it is a current thing that's happening. You know, gyms fill up and things like that. Um, and it's oh, it's smart to get in. You know, if if that's what you need a new year to make a new you kind of thing, if that's what you need, get in there, do it. You know, uh, if you stick with it, great. If you don't, it's no skin off my back. I would like to see more people stick with it. Um, but the people that it shouldn't bother me as much as it does, but the people that you see that are in the gym, like every day, some people twice a day and you've seen them for months and months, maybe even years in the gym and nothing changes. Like you can physically see that they still have the gut that they've always had. That, you know, going into the gym, you're getting some aspect of physical activity. And that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. That's a good thing that you're doing that. But why would you want to pay a membership to go somewhere and not have a goal? And even if you do have a goal, if you've been in there for a year and you haven't, nothing's changed, then you have, you're not doing, you know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not getting closer to the goal. I don't understand why now I, I, you know, there's people who say, well, I go to the gym to maintain what I've got or something like that. Mm -hmm. I get that too, but that's kind of a weird way to look at things. I think. So I'm going to step out and defend these folk for a minute. Okay. Uh, because I, I think that there's going to be some, some people on both sides of this argument, but, some people might not be able to help it. Like it might be completely genetic. They might just have a gut or they might not be able to, they, they just don't have the, the muscle, um, the potential to build muscle. They don't have the, the ingredients in the first place and they can, they can do whatever. And, and maybe they just don't know enough to switch up their routine. Like maybe they think they're going to like lose weight. Cause if, if you're a guy, a, a male and you go in and you're trying just to lose weight with cardio. It's been my experience that that's not the best way to lose weight. You know, resistance training is what really helps someone to shape up, right? So maybe they just have a bad idea about it because they've been told, you know, you've got to get on the treadmill, you got to get on the treadmill and, and just run your butt off. And, you know, that, that is going to do something over time. But it, once again, my experience, I, I can lose so much more weight by lifting than I ever could by, you know, running. So, well, so maybe they just don't have the knowledge of that, first of all. Okay, so that kind of goes into this. So maybe 10 to 15 years ago, maybe I would have a different outlook on this, but there is unlimited avenues for research and for finding good ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you put in the effort, you can type in, just go into YouTube and type in best way to do a bench press or something. You know what I'm saying? Like just anything that you're mm -hmm. looking to do, you can, you can find it, I, yeah. It's easy to find. I get that. Even, even then though, it's, it's a lot easier once you know, like where to look, you know, cause you can get on YouTube and find a lot of good information, but you can also find a lot of bad information, mm -hmm. right? A lot of things that aren't going to be so helpful. A lot of just, just unhelpful information. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that can lead you down the wrong path, and it could lead you to discouragement, and it could lead you maybe to even to injury or, or something like that. I don't know. I have to think that if someone's being consistent in going to the gym in the first place, like if they keep coming back over that that time period that you mentioned, they've got to have some level of like you know uh, motivation. It's, it's not like they're just they're kicking dirt. You know, unless they're just there to socialize, which some people Listen, there are. <laughs> we know, we know several people at our gym uh-huh. who spend more time talking to us yeah. than they do anything else. Right. You know, I, but anyway, <laughs> for for those who are there and they're working out, you're not seeing any difference. It could also be genetics, though, right? I mean, they might have the genetics that just will not allow them to you know, lose the weight or, or build the muscle. So. Just to come to their defense at first, I think that's a thing, you know. I still think that they're benefiting, though. Like you said, they're there to maintain. Because if they are on the treadmill or on the elliptical or the bike, whatever, they're still probably maintaining, and it might be their goal, because you don't necessarily know their goal. Maybe it's not to to build muscle. Maybe it's just cardio. Maybe they, they have heart problems in their family, and they, they know that if they can just, the doctor has told them just to stay moving, right? You know, the guy who gets on the, that one elliptical and looks like he's asleep, he's mm-hmm. going literally about a mile and a half per hour, if that, yeah. on the elliptical. And he, he, he keeps his eyes closed. It literally looks like he is sleep exercising. If that could be a thing. Yeah, I think it is. It's him. Yeah. I would love to get video and post it one day. I would If we could blur out his face, I would do it. <laughs> Which kind of take away some of that because you couldn't see him sleeping then. But, yeah. you know, for that guy, because I've wondered that myself, it's like, what is he getting out of this, honestly? Yeah, he was there for three hours, but he was barely moving, mm-hmm. right? But I don't know. Maybe that is, maybe he has found his thing. Maybe he has found his wheelhouse and that's it. I don't yeah. know. I just think that everybody's built different. So I was just coming to well, that, kind of, that, you know, that, take up for him. That's the interesting thing, too. Like me, I think me and you are on the same mindset when it comes to anything in the gym, whether it be cardio or lifting or whatever. Like, we want to get the most out of the least amount of time, mainly because time is of the essence for both of us yes. in life. Yes. Um. You know, I mean, and it was funny. One day, you would ask me while we were in the gym because we were doing muscle rounds, and uh, which anybody who doesn't know what muscle rounds are, it's a Scott Stevenson. Uh, Ideal, whatever, whatever you want to mm-hmm. consider it, an exercise that yeah, approach. Yeah. So basically, you pick a weight that you can do f- about fifteen reps with, and you do six sets of four reps with ten seconds in between. And then when you get to your last re- your last set, if you can do more than four reps, you just keep going until you go to failure. It's just a way to where you can get more reps in in the le- in less amount of time. Mm-hmm. And you had asked me one day, you're like. So do you like do you see a benefit in waiting the full 10 seconds? And I was like, well, I mean that's just the way it's it's created. It just gives you it's basically just gives you enough rest in between each set. I guess you don't necessarily have to wait the 10 seconds, but I would think that if you can get by and get all of your reps out in those full 6 sets and only go 6 or 7 seconds in between that you could probably raise your weight. Or something you can make a you know change a variable somewhere to get to you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that was funny when you asked me that because I was because it, it just I immediately knew that you were just like I just want to get it done. <laughs> like this sucks, and I would rather just take the pain as much as I can to get it done. But the problem is, is that if you can do that, 
then you need to make it suck more. <laughs> like that's how this works. <laughs> yeah. It's not sucking enough. <laughs> yeah. So my, my point is, is like the guy that's on, that it goes a mile and a half an hour or whatever. If I were him, go in there and do as much as you can in 20 minutes. Right. Get, burn just as many calories as you're burning on that thing and get out of there in 20 minutes beside, and not let work, be there for two hours doing not much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In his defense, though, it might be where he wants to be. Like he I might, mean, there, you there's know, that, there's that. Yeah. That may, may be his happy place and he just wants to drag it out for as long as he possibly can. That's a possibility. But on the other note, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to get to those muscle rounds that's uh, for some of the exercises was because of the stretch, because during that 10 seconds off, uh, yeah, yeah. you're in a, you're stretching out the body part that you're working and it is sometimes torture. <laughs> and so I'm like, I would rather just go ahead and push through the exercise than sit here in the stretch for any longer. And you know that that's major- the majority of the time that's just like, I don't think that I've seen Scott Stevenson do that. Like that's just a me thing. Is that the stretch that I, part? That I, add, that I add the stretch in there. Yeah. I, I just think it's an extra variable. People don't take advantage of the stretch near as much in most exercises. Yeah. And uh, like a John Meadows thing was always, he was always big on, uh, get as much blood into the muscle as you can and then do your stretch exercises to stretch out the fascia mm-hmm. and things like that too. So I always try to, because I feel, I feel like you're doing this, both of them together. Yeah. You're, you know, so. And if nothing else, it's a, it's a difficult task that, that makes you mentally and physically stronger when you're done, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you, when you do something like that, there's benefit to it. Sometimes, though, it is absolute torture, and I, and I do it for as long as I can where I feel like I'm, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm going to cramp up. I can't do it anymore, so I'd just rather push through. Mm-hmm. But another thing is, just like you said, I just want to get through with the exercise because it is tough sometimes. And so I would rather push through than, than prolong it anymore mm-hmm. because the the rest, I, I don't know, maybe it's the anticipation of the, of the work that's coming with the next set of, of four. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. The next set of four reps. So, but yeah. Um, I understand your point, though. If you can do it in less, if you don't need 10 seconds, then you probably need to increase the suck. Yeah. That makes sense. But on the note of resolutions, though, you know I'm still working out in the evenings, early evenings, right after work. And, of course, like we have talked about, I think every year we've been in front of the mics, the New Year's resolutioners are in full force at the beginning of the year at the gym. It's quite thick there. It's very crowded there during that time. That's kind of the rush hour time anyway. Yeah. There's two basic rush hours that I've noticed in my time at the gym. The first rush hour, I'm usually not there because I'm at work, but there's been times where I either didn't go to work that day or whatever was happening. I might have went in late or something, and there's like a morning rush, like maybe a 9 o'clock a.m. rush, and that's where they had they were having a lot of the classes there. So you get a lot of the aerobic type of stuff in the uh, the uh, CrossFit area, mm-hmm. and then you know just your regulars there, and then the four to six, maybe even four to seven rush in the evenings, which is the biggest rush. Mm-hmm. That's the resolutioners rush right now too, and the gym is just packed. But something I noticed with I was talking to the guy that likes to talk all the time uh-huh. and <laughs> do a little bit of workout in between. He was noting, and I, I noticed it myself, that a lot of these new people, they're all a brand new crowd. You know who's there all the time. Right. Like, like we know each other, even if we don't necessarily talk. Right. You give a nod because you see them there all the time. Well, there's all these new, these new people, but a lot of them are already like in shape. They, are, they already look pretty good. So it's not like they're the people who are just you know, New Year's resolution dieting or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like 
they've been doing something to stay in shape. Yeah. You know, and some of them are actually even, they look pretty good. So I don't know where those those people are coming from. Hmm. I wonder, so, yeah, I wonder if they're coming from another gym, maybe. It's, yeah, it's a possibility. Like they have a contract somewhere else that maybe it ends at the end of the year and they picked this gym instead or maybe. something like that. You know, there's been several gyms around the area that I've talked to you about that I would maybe kind of like to peek into and just, just even do a walkthrough just to, just to kind of see, not because I have anything against our gym, just because just a difference of scenery. Yeah. Kind of, you know, um, I don't know. I haven't pulled the trigger on doing it yet, but mm-hmm. I'd like to just to see what see what else is around us. Yeah, and I'm I can see the benefit in that. But I also, I'm not good with change, not great with change at least. Yeah, and it would be hard pressed for me to to pull away. I did visit the the gym in in the Potosi, uh, one of the gyms over there with my nephew not too long ago Which last one was year. That? Which one was that? I can't remember what it's called. It's the one on P Highway. Past the school, the elementary school. Uh, yeah, okay. But it's not tight body. It's no. the other one. Okay. Ty- tight body is the one that's there on the main drag. This okay. one's off the main drag. Okay. It's a pretty spiffy gem, though. It is. It even has an inside track, you know, and it's got a little bit of a CrossFit area on the other side of a wall. I like the machines quite a bit, you know. Uh, the only thing I don't like is the cable machines they've got. They're okay. Um, I just prefer the ones at our gym better. I just wish there was... Uh, well, I don't know. I think I, I like the ones at our gym better. Um, but it was nice to kind of, I like visiting. And, and most gyms give you like a day pass that you go visit. And so that would, I think that'd be a fun thing to do anyway. Yeah. Um, especially if you got a little bit of time, because I don't just want to go in. Like you said, we're always on a time crunch. Mm-hmm. There's so, I, I have to compact so much into my workout in such a small amount of time which I hate because it's kind of like, it's my happy place too. I like I like spending more time there just mm-hmm. because it, I get the, the adrenaline rush, you know, and things feel good. I'm exercising. I like what I do. But yeah, I got this and that to do when I get home. So I really need to, to hurry up. Anyway, it'd be great if we had enough time to kind of walk around a little bit, get to see everything, get to know everything, and then, mm-hmm. you know, get to work out at a, at a different gym. So that might maybe something we could... We can plan on. Yeah. Might be a little field trip. Yeah. I mean, there's several around here, like the Civic mm-hmm. Center in Farmington. They've got a big gym upstairs. I, True. I don't know if that's just membership or if you're going to get a day pass there, but we've got like essential fitnesses around us. Mm-hmm. Um, several of those. Um, yeah. There's there's a place. There's a place in Fredericktown that's supposed to be really good. It's like a three-story gym down yeah. there. So, yeah. Maybe we'll have, we'll have to mm-hmm. have to investigate that a little more. It'll be worth a shot. Yeah, but anyway, the New Year's resolutioners. You know, you and I have discussed this before. It is a bane in our existence for a lot of reasons. Because the people who are there consistently, you know, now the gym is crowded. You can't get on your your machines or your weights or whatever you're trying to do because mm-hmm. they're crowding in. But I was really impressed by a a post by Steve Trezek the other day. Did you see it where he was talking about being encouraging and and trying to get like like being an encouraging factor in the gym. And doing whatever you can to assist people to learn and to hang in there, you know, and to make those improvements in their life. And I almost posted, I didn't get around to it. I was, I was driving anyway. So it's, you know, you're not supposed to do that, but I, I was going to remember, you know, maybe I should post on that later. Uh, Cause I was at the stoplight when I saw it, it is what I, when I saw the post and um, then the, the light turned green. So I had to go. So I was like, I, you know, I don't want to post while I'm driving, but um, it made me think about how annoyed I get with New Year's resolutioners in the gym mm-hmm. and crowd me up because I'm on a time crunch when I could be, you know, encouraging. And, you know, I, of course, I'm not going to go up and say, hey, man, I noticed that you're way out of shape, but you're in the gym today. So good for you and keep it up. You know, you don't want to do that probably. 
but there's little things that you can do. You know, I've, I've had some people who I just, I noticed they, they stuck out like a sore thumb in the gym. You know, they're one of those guys that are, you could just tell you know, like they're way out of shape. They've probably never been to a gym. If they has been years, they, they look awkward. They don't know what they're doing. Some of the times I start out just by saying hi, Yeah, you know, just, just to say hi, just to make myself friendly to them, especially um, just to make them feel more comfortable in the gym. And that way, if they do have any questions, then I don't look like I'm being intrusive by going up and saying, no, you need to do it this way, yeah. right? Or, you know, stop doing that. You're going to hurt yourself. Um, start out slower, whatever. You know, you, you don't want to come at them too hard and too hot. But if I make myself friendly, then maybe they'll be more likely to be like, hey, you know, uh, can you show me how to do this? You know, and I'm, I'm, and that, I'm working on that, that's man. That's where my assholishness comes in. Right. Because I... 100% have had guys in the past that were like big guys at the gym where when I first started, they could tell that I was just first starting and they made it a point to come up and say, hey, you know, have you tried doing it this way or you tried doing it that way or whatever? And that was the end of the conversation. I would love to be that guy to do that for other people because you do have, especially now with New Year's resolutions and stuff, you see guys in there who you just know don't really know what they're doing they're trying mm-hmm. and they're investing the time and maybe if i were to say something maybe maybe they're down on themselves because they don't feel like they know what they're doing and maybe if i were to say something and encourage them maybe it would keep them at it but i don't want that's gonna make me sound like an asshole i don't want <laughs> it's too I, late now man <laughs> i don't i don't i don't want somebody to cling to me i know either I yeah to like I don't want them to feel like, well, that's the one guy in the gym that's willing to help me out yeah, and, you know, do this, that, and the other. And I don't mind, like, if somebody wants to come up and ask me, hey, this is how I'm doing this. Should I do it this way instead? Or can you give me a little advice on what to do on chest or something like that? I don't mind that, but I don't want, also don't want somebody who's, like, every day that they see me in there, they've got to come up and we're best friends. And, you know, you to- because that one time you told me and encouraged me, now I need everything that's in your brain that has to do with lifting. I uh-huh. need, you know, I, I, as I said, it made me sound like an asshole and it did, but it's okay. I get it. You know, one time, and it's been a while ago, I had a guy who asked me to show him some things. He just straight up asked me. So I'm like, okay, I'll show you, you know? So I just went around and just kind of made him comfortable with all the machines mostly. Didn't really get into any free weight exercises, but he was, you know, he was an older guy. So he was just trying to, and he was there with his wife, really nice couple. But he asked me if I'd be willing to, you know, work with him a little bit. And I was like, sure. You know, this this was before you and I started working together. Um, and uh, I said, sure. Next thing I know, he's asking me for my phone number. Oh, you crap. Know? Um, and I didn't really know this guy, you know. And it probably wouldn't have hurt. But it was just, it was too much too fast for me. <laughs> like <laughs> This I'm, relationship is moving way too fast for me. <laughs> I am, I'm not that social. I'm just not. I yeah. never really have been. Uh-huh. Um, and I wanted to make myself available, and I felt bad because I'd never seen the guy again. I don't even know oh, if he really? ever came back to the gym. Yeah, I feel bad about that, but man, you just—I don't know, dude. It was weird because all of a sudden he was with his wife, so I don't think that they were hitting on me or anything. It was just like he—he—he he, he wanted some help, like he—he he not just wanted some help on the machines, like he needed that that workout buddy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But he just met me, you know, and I don't know. It was just awkward. And well, so that—that's the thing too, is like. I think it's different if you're, say you go in there at a random time, like a time that you're not normally there, and then you have the conversation with somebody. I think it's a less likely scenario that they're going to like cling on to you like that versus if, say, there's somebody in the gym at 4 a.m. when I'm there, 
and they're there at 4 a.m. every morning, then I've got to see that person every morning. And there's a, there, there is a possibility they're going to be like, hey, you need a lifting partner? You want to mm-hmm. lift with me every morning? And if they do, and I'm like, no, <laughs> then they're going to be, then this is going to be very awkward for the, every time that I go in there from now on. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. I, I, I just need, I need, like, even when me and you lifted, the majority of the time we weren't really talking. Like, it was, mm-hmm. we still had our headphones in and we were thinking about our own shit and working on out our own shit while we were in the gym. Yeah. You know, and that's what I need. I don't need, yeah. I've, I've, at one point in time in my life, like I wanted to be a personal trainer and I wanted to be somebody who that was my job was to help people. And I'm still fine with doing that, but I I don't, it's not my job. You know what I mean? Mm Like I'm, I'm willing to help, but I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be on that mission. Yeah. Yeah. I like, you know, I've been there at that gym longer than a lot of the, the current people that are there mm-hmm. in the rush evening from the four to seven crowd. Uh, there's, there's people that's been coming in over the past couple of years or so, you know, and I've, I've watched them grow into like, I guess friendships with each other, you know, cause I, I watch, mm-hmm. I, I can't help it. I got my headphones and I catch myself like, you know, looking at somebody sometimes. I don't mean to. I'm just half the time just zoning off. Mm-hmm. And I, I come to them all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, I'm staring at you as they're staring <laughs> at me. Like, what are you looking at, dude? And not really like that, but they do notice that I'm looking. Anyway, yeah. I've I've seen like friendships blossom. I've seen these people start socializing with each other, and now they like they talk a lot. You know, and some of them even start grouping together and stuff. I I, I don't want to be in, in that social crowd like you it's mm-hmm. nothing personal like maybe outside of there it would be okay and i don't like i'm friendly with everybody for the most part mm-hmm. there's only a couple of people that have rubbed me the wrong way or maybe i rubbed them the wrong way who knows you know but um i'm friendly with all of them like hey what's up and i even asked one guy the other day he was doing something interesting that i hadn't seen before that i remembered so i went and i talked to him about it. one of the guys that uh we see there all the time the, mm-hmm. the big dude with the you know he he and his uh, his woman are both very like you know big muscular wise oh, okay, yeah, that yeah, we yeah. see there all the time yeah yeah I went and talked to him the other day because he was doing an exercise I was like man that that's pretty neat I want to go ask him more about it to see what the actual you know what he's benefiting from it and and just to know more about why he was doing it and uh, went and talked to him good conversation I was like right on man thanks I walked around I haven't talked to him since yeah but I'm comfortable enough to go into anybody in the gym or have them come to me and have that kind of a conversation right that's my sweet spot yeah that's did, I, it. did I ever tell you the story about one day when I was in the gym and a guy asked me to spot him on the bench and then called me a liar at the end of it did I tell you that story yes you did <laughs> I don't know if I told anybody on the, told us on the podcast or not so I I was just lifting on my own at the gym and a guy, pretty big guy came up and he was benching like 350 and asked me to come spot him. I was like, all right, that's fine. So I come over and then he gets one rep and he got it on his own. I mean, he struggled, but he got it on his own. I'm not going to give somebody a rep. You know that. Right. (laughs) I'm not going to give somebody a rep. And uh, then he got it up to the top. He goes, are you sure that you didn't help lift that up? I was like, yeah. I I, di- I didn't. I said I swear. And then his girlfriend comes over, and he basically tells her that I'm a liar. <laughs> like, why <laughs> are you so hard on yourself that you can't uh-huh. believe? For one, like this is all on you. Like you're so hard on yourself that you can't believe that you just got that. Yeah. And somehow I'm a 
I, I'm the shithead in your in your game here in your mind that it can't be possible. I'm like, it's yeah. Not, yeah. So I'm even if he would have ever asked again for me to do it, I'd be like, sorry, dude, not having. <laughs> He's so hard on yourself that he was taking it out on you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one other story I have was just last week at the beginning of the week. I have a new guy who's a talker at the gym. And uh, early in the morning, uh, yeah, he's, he's an older guy. In the morning. Yeah, he's an older guy. He's like, he's probably in his 60s. But he's, I mean, you can tell he, he, he's been pretty big like his whole life. Like mm. he's a, he's definitely a lifter. Like he always, you know, live, wears a lifting belt all around the gym, no matter what he's doing and this that, and the other. And um, so he's talked to me a couple of times and he's also a guy that like doesn't care that you're wearing headphones Yeah, to come up and talk to you, even though like you like if i make it a point to kind of have an annoyed face if he makes me turn my headphone take my headphone out of my ear he, he still doesn't care he's just like he's got something to say that doesn't matter to my life at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so he um so he's done that a couple of times well then he solidified my me not really wanting to talk to him and he probably cuz he doesn't know and it's not on him um he doesn't know maybe what we know but when I was walking, I was walking in the gym, walking to the uh, the locker room, and he was up on the treadmill, and I had my Muscle Farm sock cap on. And I walk in, and he yells at me from across the gym and goes, MP? And I said, yeah, Muscle Farm. And he goes, no, Redcon 1, man. And I was like, ah, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and That's so, triggering. So guess what I was doing? As I'm walking into the locker room, and as I'm in the locker room, before I come out, I'm thinking... If this guy comes up to me and talks to me about this again, what am I going to say? Uh-huh. And so I'm figuring out in my head, like playing out the scenario on what I'm going to say. And I came to the conclusion that if it does happen, what I'm going to say is I can't stand behind a company who is owned and ran by somebody who is such a disgrace in the supplement industry. And I was just going to leave it at that and walk away. And see what he says, but I'm just curious if people know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, if people know. And I, I still see on Facebook, like I see ads that come through for Redcon One. Okay, that's fine. Big name bodybuilders and big names in the supplement in the in uh, bodybuilding industry, who I respect and who have put their you know lifeblood into that sport, that are sponsored by. Redcon one and things like that, but those aren't you're not going to see these people come out against Aaron Singerman, and, and you know I just I, I can't I can't do it. Yeah, I, I can't do it. But the guy didn't say anything to you anymore. He didn't. He oh. didn't. And that's where I screw with my own head too, because I I just want to be I always want to be ahead of the game yeah, no. in case I in case a scenario comes up I want to know I don't want to be caught off guard. Yeah, no, I think it's okay. I think because I would I would rather. Be ready, yeah. and the conversation not happen. Right, than to not be ready, then stumble over my words whenever they come up, and then I look like the idiot. Absolutely, in the long run, I agree because I've I've well, way too often been not ready, <laughs> and the conversation come up. So yeah, I would rather be armed and ready uh-huh. with the information I need to fire back. Yeah, if and when that conversation does happen. Yep, and even I found that it's beneficial to even be a little bit disappointed when it doesn't happen because I was yeah. ready. Yeah. You know, as opposed to being disappointed that I wasn't ready and I, you know, I knew I had good points, but I just wasn't ready to utilize those points. That uh-huh. drives me insane, man. It happens to me way too often. 
Yeah, because, I win so many arguments five minutes after the argument's uh-huh, done. <laughs> yep. And you can't and then you just look like an idiot if mm-hmm. like the conversation happens, you just vomit out of your mouth and yeah. then they walk away and then you think about it a minute later. You can't go up to them and start that conversation again. The I conversation's know. over, you lost. I know. You know, I don't want to lose. I know. I don't want to lose. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of people just don't know the the background behind Redcon One, I'm sure. They all they know is the face of Redcon One, which is, you know, military first responder. You know, uh, veterans, all that good stuff that they that they throw out there, which you know are good causes that we could get behind, but they don't know the fact that they've been you know in in litigation for having uh, substances in their in their products that were not supposed to be there, mm-hmm. and and that they've got a track record of that actually, you know. Yeah. So I've been really happy on that note with you know I've been using. Uh, Chris Gethin's cage products, you know, and I, the more that I use it, the more I research just on, on his, um, the way that he presents his, the ingredients and everything. And true nutrition does this to some degree as well. They, they give you, uh, I forget which product it was. I think it was one of their labs product, which is a, a sub product of, of their products. Mm-hmm. Um, but they give you like the links to the, some studies, um, from, I don't think it was PubMed, but something along those lines uh, where you can see peer-reviewed studies. If you care to really, if you want to know what you're using and, and what the actual benefits are and not just take some bodybuilder's word for it, because I guarantee you probably those bodybuilders that are that are representing Redcon 1 probably don't even use Redcon 1. Right. They probably use something else that they, well, you know. Well, I, I bet they do because they're getting it for free. Maybe, now, now maybe. They, they probably don't use all of the products, yeah. but they probably say, hey, I do want this or I do want that. and Maybe. You know. They pick and choose so, yeah. they, so they can, and, you know, I guess that gives them um, some truth in their advertising as well. So they'll use something, but it's, I guarantee it's not the only thing they use. It, and it's not another thing that people need to understand is it's not that product, no matter what it is. It's not that one product that's getting that person to look like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's so much that goes into a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that just because they use this protein powder or they use this, you know, whatever, this pre-workout, whatever it is from this company, that's not the thing that made them that way. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of the many, many factors that they use. On top of hard work. That's that's the biggest factor, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. your diet as well, your, your, your nutrition, the actual food that you take, the food that you eat. Yeah. You know, that none of these supplement companies own. You know, they don't own you know, protein per se, like meat that yeah. you eat, that you buy at the store and you cook and you, and you eat it. And they don't own the hard work that they do. They just own that one product that helps to supplement mm-hmm. that person's workout. But people, you know, I think it's it's natural for us to think, well, for us to think, well, this guy uses this product, therefore I want to look like him and I need to use that product as well. well I mean, that's what a spot, like that's the whole thing, the whole thing behind getting a bodybuilder to be a sponsor for your, or, or I mean, to sponsor a bodybuilder, right? Is because they can be a face for, for you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, because it, people it, automatically think, well, I want to look like him. So therefore I need to use that product of, of this particular company. Right. I just, I, I, I like caged a lot. Uh, I like that. I mean, Chris Gethin on our show is one of my favorite shows that we've had just because yeah. I follow Chris Gethin. I've done his workouts and mm-hmm. I've, uh, you know, and all that for years since mm-hmm. I started bodybuilding and he's, uh, He's one of those guys that will start a program it w- looking a certain way and then say, these are my goals leading up to it. And then he'll make videos of him shopping and show what he's buying and all those kinds of things. And then you watch his transformation along with your own as you're, you know, lifting and stuff like that. And plus, you know, all the, 
the health aspects that go into all of their products and how health conscious the caged company is yeah. and things like that. I really like that too. Um, uh, the, the new product that they just came out with though i think i told you about like that elite or whatever yeah the elite pre-workout and, and you're not gonna give me pay 60 bucks for a pre-workout for 20 servings i'm not it's, i'm not doing it dude to be fair it's 55 i'm not i'm not doing it man i love you chris but i can't dude i can't i don't, I don't know if that you know i don't know i don't know man i mean you'd have to be like i don't know what that is i don't know what that's all about yeah um, i haven't really researched it enough i, I looked at the the list of, of ingredients but i didn't really like research it to delve into it. Now, like now that. here's one thing I will tell you that if, if you're talking about a brand like caged run by somebody like Chris Gethin, that's probably the right price that needs to be on it because yeah. they're going to be focused on the exact ingredients that they want to, for you to be successful mm-hmm. with that supplement. And for them to, I mean, a company still has to make a profit, but for them to make a profit and also put the ingredient, the actual good ingredients in that, that's probably the right price that it needs to be. Yeah. But I, I don't know that $30 extra on a pre-workout is going to benefit me in my journey uh-huh. as much yeah. as $30 extra in a pre-workout, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you probably, you know, for, for people like me, I'll just talk about myself. That money would probably be better spent like to protein or to a, a right. vitamin of some kind or something like that that I need because I'm, you know, I don't know. I just I don't think that elite pre-workout is something that's really going to benefit me that much. But right. it's for people that, you know, somebody out there I'm sure can benefit from it. And like, I just love the the uh, visibility, the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the fact that you can, he, he puts all of his ingredients out there yeah. and, and states how, um, how, how much is in each for each ingredient. Every mm-hmm. one of them, he shows exactly how much is in that particular supplement. Yeah. Not all companies do that. Like you said, some of them just put proprietary, proprietary blend and that's all they give you. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them list a bunch of ingredients, but then put the total grams down there. I mean, it's still showing and showing what they all equal up to, but not each single ingredient and he, right. he does that he has that um visibility you know and so. he also makes videos if you go and follow his social media he makes mm-hmm. videos like and he'll talk about just one ingredient that's in a certain product yeah and tell you how why it's good for you tell you what they uh why they do it like why they derive it from something this way instead of this way what was it that we were talking about was it aminos yeah he was getting they were getting aminos from feathers from bird feathers uh, right what the hell I how do we, where did we where did he we says, learn that he says that's pretty common that's the same guy that figured out we can drink cow's milk right <laughs> that's the same guy that learned that process right? yeah, I guess he's so. a weird dude. Well, let's try to get amino acids from this feather <laughs> see what happens I could put it in a supplement. I don't know who figured that out. That's ridiculous. But Chris Gethin was the one that exposed it to me and said most of these supplement companies are getting their amino acids from bird feathers. I'm like, what? Yeah, right. What? I, I guess I never really thought about where they extracted that particular mm-hmm. ingredient. But right. it's like, it's, I don't know. That doesn't even seem right. But, uh, you know, true nutrition, that's where I get, I still get all my protein, pretty much, almost all of it. And I still get my multivitamins, you know, and I've even started buying my vitamin D from them. Um, they're the ones that really, in, in the very beginning, give me the idea to to research what ingredients, what they are, mm-hmm. like away from them. Like, so I see the list of ingredients, and then I'll go and I'll look up peer reviewed journals. You got to look out, you know, you got to be careful about where you're looking up your information, right? Mm-hmm. Don't go to Wikipedia. That's one of the first things you learn when you're doing research is don't go to an unreputable mm-hmm. is that right? site, yeah. a site that's not reputable. Mm-hmm. But um, 
but you go and you find a, 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 some journals, articles, you, you find some information, you go to uh, reputable sites, reputable um, uh, originating sites, find out what these chemicals actually do in the first place to your body. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of can stack all up all the um, all the information up and look at that supplement that True Nutrition or Chris Gethin or whomever is selling. Then you kind of get an idea about what it's doing for your body. And then you really start to put some science behind your workout. Right. I mean, I know a lot of people that do that, but I learned anybody can do that. You don't have to be a professional bodybuilder to put that kind of thought into your workout. And, yeah. that, and that's huge, you know. Be, well, I mean, be, I mean, be your th- own scientist. Be your own doctor to some degree. I mean, it's enough that if you lo- if you research and you learn, like, what products are best, I mean, you your, your favorite pre-workout may have a lot of good things in it, but may have stuff that you're paying for that you don't need or that mm-hmm. aren't going to benefit you at all. And, uh, you know, if, if you, if you research, you may be able to make your own concoctions. You may be able to buy citrulline and, uh, you know, beta alanine and a few other products and make your own, your own thing each day for a lot cheaper than you you paying 50 bucks for a, a pre-workout from so-and-so company yeah, or something like that. I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's very important to do the research on, on everything that you're, I mean, you're putting something in your body, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's very important to. To uh, you know, think Absolutely. about but true nutrition. I was just thinking about that today when I was talking about thinking about topics. I, I knew I fi- I kind of figured with this is the way we we're going to end up when we started talking about New Year's res- New Year's resolutions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not just because we uh, of course have a promo code for them for five percent off if you type in CEPN, uh, but at checkout at checkout. But still, um, there there's very few brands in the industry that I wholeheartedly trust any product that they put out. And that's, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the biggest one. And I mean, there's some products that they have on there that I don't, I just, I don't take. I can still mm-hmm. promote that because I do believe that what they're putting out is the best quality product you're going to get in that market. But I, there's a, there's, they, they just know their shit. <laughs> just to put a ba- to put it bluntly, they know their shit. And, there's been nothing that I've gotten from them that I've had any issues with. And I just loaded up, uh, on, I bought vitamin D, I bought vitamin C, I actually bought two, uh, true multivitamins, uh, bottles because I bought one for my wife cause I need, she needs to be on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a true joint, uh, joint complex and I bought some MPA, uh, which is Matt Porter approved, um, uh, muscle, muscle, muscle intrusion, which is a, uh, intra, carb workout, cyclic dextrin, um, and some good things in there too, to drink while you're, while you're lifting. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, stuff gets pricey and I get it, but there's a company like that. Like they even promote themselves as, um, they have just have basic labels on everything that they they ship out. Um, they don't have, they don't spend a crap load of money to have artwork done and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. which does sell. Artwork, we've talked about that before. Absolutely. Artwork sells. Yeah. It, it does. But that doesn't mean that it's beneficial for you for what's in that bottle. Yeah. Um, and True Nutrition will promote that they the money that they don't spend towards that goes to all the studies and all the, uh, all the work that it takes to give you the highest quality product that they can get you mm-hmm. in that product. So Their packaging is very plain. Yeah. Very plain. And so they don't sell anything based off of that kind of marketing. Right. You know, like that one pre-workout that I took for a while. It, it was good stuff, but, you know, it was called Cannibal Riot. Even just the name, mm-hmm. Cannibal Riot. You yeah. know, that, that sounds like something that's just crazy that makes you want to jump out of your skin <laughs> and, and just power through freaking, you know, 
all the, the you know the workout whatever it can give you um the 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 packaging was also very you know warlike mm-hmm. and a lot of it is you know it's it's very um action packed or or almost violent like you know it's mm-hmm. time to go to war type of stuff yeah and a lot of that is because it gives you that idea that this is what it's going to do to you right mm-hmm. but what i found is you really need to forget the packaging and look at the the ingredients and make a science out of it. Mm-hmm. I like true nutrition because they don't they don't give you that. They just give you the plain old packaging. And uh, if you like it, you do. If you don't, then I don't know. Go buy it somewhere else. And there's actually uh, there's still a product through True Nutrition that is a John Meadows product, the Perry MD, which is another intra workout mm. supplement. Okay, it's very good, but it's kind of pricey. It's like sixty two dollars or something like that, I think, for a, a two pound jug of it. But it does work. Okay. It, it's it's very good stuff. So I'm sure, it does. Just any anything and everything to promote John Meadows, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, even after he's gone, you know, there's. Um, I don't know how many hours of footage they have, but they're still putting out videos on John Meadows' YouTube site, like new content. Yeah. Wow. Um, so unless they're reposting old videos, they're. I think they're they're probably just putting out. I mean, they probably they probably have thousands of hours of footage of different things to put out that they just never did, or they're just sitting on, you know, what, mm. th- that they were going to put out anyways, even if he was still here. Yeah. Uh, which I think is pretty cool. You know, his legacy is still living on and people are still paying attention to all that kind of stuff. So yep. I like it. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's tortured us in the gym many a times through his videos. He has for sure. Even from beyond the grave, we still can benefit from his torture. Yeah. Good kind of torture though. Right. So, all right, man. Good stuff. Right. Dessert. Dessert.